Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. We're going to continue this afternoon our series of prophetic teachings on things pertaining to the kingdom. We are living in a time that is uh, typified by the 40 days of Noah in the ark, the first 40 days of the flood where the heavens were open and the uh, depths of the sea had broken up what we would call today a tsunami, a tidal wave that released a unprecedented flood of water into all the earth, drowning everything except Noah and his family in the ark and gradually lifted them up. It took 40 days for all the hills to be covered. And we're in that similar kind of time frame. This same truth, this same prophetic truth is typified in two other scriptures. The, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was in the wilderness, for 40 days, the Bible says he received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit he had the Holy Spirit before, but he got the, the Spirit came upon him and abode in the Spirit out measure. Then it led him into the wilderness. He fasted and prayed for 40 days, during which he was receiving wisdom and instruction and things that he's going to do in his ministry and power. Then the Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit, you know, after 40 days. And we see the third one, which is in the book of Acts where Jesus comes after his resurrection and for 40 days, the Bible tells in Acts chapter 1 in verse 3, that he's teaching them, and that's where we got this message from, things pertaining to the kingdom of God, preparing them for the imminent outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was going to happen 10 days later on the day of Pentecost. Now today in our own time, like Pastor Andrew and the choir sung, we already have the Holy Spirit. We already have the earnest of the Spirit, but we are awaiting now an outpouring of the Spirit without measure that will cause us on a consistent basis to heal the sick, uh, cleanse lepers, uh, raise the dead, and cast out devils. These things have happened and do happen, but they certainly do not happen on a consistent basis like we see in the ministry of Jesus for the very simple reason that we do not yet have the Spirit without measure. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the gifts of the Spirit in operation occasionally as the Spirit wills. You know, I was uh, sharing with somebody yesterday and I said to them, I said, with, in the days that are ahead of us, you know, praying for things like cancer, which are terminal diseases, you know, uh, would be instant healing, you know, on a consistent basis. And it would be as common as tongues is now. It wouldn't be a big deal to pray for somebody with cancer or some other, you know, uh, debilitating disease, you know. And it would not be gradual, it would be instant. Like, you know, when Peter, uh, Jesus prayed for Peter's mother, she had a fever. The Bible says instantly she got up. The woman with the issue of blood was instantly healed, you know. But it takes the spirit without measure to be able to 
do that on a consistent basis because when it when, when it's been given and it starts to manifest it's not taken away you know the bible says the gifts and the callings of god are without repentance for the person who inherited it now for the borrowed anointing if the person does the wrong things then it will lift but for the person who inherits it because god has taken you such a tedious process to prepare that vessel you know like the lord jesus christ i like it what the bible says he said the spirit came upon him and remained he had, jesus had it 24 7 he had it when he wasn't even thinking about it like woman with issue of blood very very instructive uh, miracle he, he didn't pray he didn't ask he didn't know he knew later he said virtue has gone out of me but it, it was there and and that's the kind of uh, uh, that's the the, the uh, measure that that's the manifestation that's the characteristic of the spirit without measure it's going to come on a permanent basis and prophets all over the world are prophesying you know that the greatest move of god that we've ever seen you know different people i can mention this but i don't want to you know but you find you know people say you know the greater glory uh, people like who dead now like kenneth hagan and others they've all but so far we haven't seen it yet in that at that level and we are uh, uh, trusting god for it so just like the lord jesus did at that time and like lord jesus did in the wilderness that time he was preparing himself for the manifestation of the spirit that he had the, he had got it but he wasn't the manifestation yet and it's very instructive to see how jesus operated and it's something the lord has been speaking to me about that i've been praying about and i keep praying about it you know he got instruction from the holy spirit on a daily basis on what to do he didn't just do things for example in in, in nazareth or rather in in cana of galilee he didn't even know it was that day he prayed he you know he was in the spirit you know then they got to the wedding feast the wine was finished it was his mommy who came to him and said they don't have wine then he said woman you know the olubi johnson 21st century translation mommy what's our business this is their wedding it's not ours <laughs> you know what's our business with that that's literally what he said in hebrew you know and then she said something she said anything he tells you to do do it and i believe that what happens the the lord just now went and consulted the holy spirit he said what's my mommy saying he said it's your time for you to start so he now gives them the instruction not any kind of instruction but definite instructions Take the six water pots. He said, fill them with water. He said, now, bear, go and take from it and take it to the um, master of ceremony of the feast. The Bible says that as they took it, well, it was in the jars, it was, was still water. But when they put in a container like a jug and they took a measure of it out, between the time they walked from where the water pots were to where the uh, master of ceremony was, a miracle happened. The water was turned to wine. And it was such high quality wine that the man commented and said, you've left the good wine until the last. You know, the point I'm making there is this. At each point, Jesus received instruction from God. 
as to what to do. When he healed one man in Jerusalem who was blind, he said, he, he spat on the floor. Pah! Then he took the spittle and then he, you know, he mixed the sand and the spit, put it on his eyes, said, go and wash. He got healed. But the other people, he didn't do that. There was some other people, he was sitting in the house. Two blind men came to him and said, thou can heal, heal me if you will. And he said a very simple thing, I will. And the Bible says, instantly their eyes were opened. Majority of the miracles that we see in the ministry of Jesus were done like that. And that's why the Bible tells us in, 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 in John chapter 15, in verse 7, it says that if you abide in me, which we do, we're born again, and my words abide in you. Now, that's, that's the part, you know, uh, that many of us haven't yet done it to that degree. The word is abiding in us to some degree, but not to that degree. He said, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Jesus was operating at that level, the spirit without measure. So whatever he willed and he asked for, but he would never will anything outside the will of God because he was always in communion and fellowship with God. He was always in the spirit. You know, whatever he asked God, God would just do it. You know, see that in so many, many instances. In my personal Bible reading today, I was reading about how he raised the son of the widow of Nain from the dead. It touched me. Jesus was coming into that city. It's a little bit, you know, uh, uh, near Nazareth, you know, a little bit away from Capernaum, to a little bit to the southwest, you know. And he, he, he's going, because he's part of his ministry, he used to go to the different synagogues and he'd go and preach and teach. So he was on the way inside the town to go to the synagogue to go and minister, as was his custom with his uh, disciples. You know, the Bible says and, uh, it was a multi, you know, uh, uh, crowd of people with him. You know, then he said that when they got to the gate of the city, there was a funeral procession. He saw uh, them carrying a, 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 a casket and a woman, she was crying, you know. And of course, there was a buzz. When I say buzz, information, you know, people talk. So people was ah, you know, people must have, some of his disciples would have heard, and, you know, they told him. They said, ah, you know, she's a widow. This is her only son. He to his dad. The Bible says, Jesus was moved with compassion. When we read that, we only think in terms of an emotional feeling. It's more than that. It, it affects our emotions. Though. I'm not putting that down. But he was, he not only, not only did he get an he felt what God was feeling for that woman. It wasn't just what the woman was feeling. God is not moved just by human feelings and sentiments. He was moved, you know, by compassion. The Holy Spirit, you know, put the feeling, the way God felt compassion for that woman to help her. Then he instructed him. The compassion came with wisdom and instruction. It wasn't just a feeling. And with that compassion, you know, he told him what to do. So, just he's, he's, he's walking like this. The funeral, they're, they're coming through the gates of the city. The funeral people are on this side. They're carrying the, they're carrying the, the casket. Just and his disciples are going inside the city. These guys are coming out because they're going and bury the person. Probably they have a burial ground somewhere outside the city. So, Jesus changes lanes. And he does a strange thing. You see, don't have the spirit without measure. You don't do those things. 
he stops he stops the funeral procession nobody challenges him because this is the rabbi from nazareth and they've heard of all the different he's done all kinds of things in capernaum he's done all kinds of things in bethsaida and Chorazin. so at that time people you know they he had raised jairus's daughter so nobody would you dare say no he said stop the stop the something then he said you know they, they put the um the, the people who were carrying the uh, casket stopped in those days they didn't have caskets like we have today they would just wind the body round with bandages and all of that so they were just carrying the boy you know so jesus said young man i say unto thee arise the bible says that the young man he, i mean he was bound with all the bandage and everything. the man he sits up on that stretcher that they were taking him and he spake a clap offering for the lord how many would like to do that i would love to do that every day if, if, if necessary <laughs> and we're going to do it you know i want to ask a question it's a very important question believest thou this you know is what you really as a man thinketh in his heart do you really do you believe these things or just think, you know, uh, I was in the Bible days. Jesus said, the works I do, you will do and greater. And he's not a liar. He spoke and then he did something very touching. You know what he did? He takes the boy. He's alive now. Boy's talking. So he gets off the stretcher. You know, probably they have to support him because he's bandaged and all of that. Takes him. He said, mommy, you got your boss on. Then watch this. He goes on into the city to his, for his ministry. You know why? Miracles were not a big deal. It's just part of an everyday job. Part of what, was, what happened daily. So he just did that. The woman is happy. I'm sure they followed him to the synagogue. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they'll go and take all the bandage off and everything. And then he, you can imagine, you know, as he's preaching in the synagogue, the boy is sitting at the back there. Everybody's saying, <laughs> that is what is ahead of us. But for it to come, we need to have these things concerning the kingdom. And we said the kingdom of God is the kingdom of love. And so we have to have the total dominion of the love of God over our wills, minds, emotions. And we're going to look at, uh, we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. And we've almost finished it now. We're in the uh, we're, we're last two of them. I've opened myself to the I, I've, I did these things many, many years ago. It's in our book, Practical Guide to Prayer. And it's on our website now, the, uh, the um, app, you know, on keeping yourself in the love of God. You find some prayers there. And uh, so what I'm going to do now is, just before I, I, I continue this, the Holy Spirit has given me something I want to share with us. And it's in John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 5. And um, I want you to look at, I think it's verse uh, 30 or something, where he says, uh, um, he said, you know, he, he had just healed the man at the pool of Siloam. So, you know, and he's, you know, he said, everything the Father shows me, I do. He said, you know, the, the, whatever the Father shows the Son, then he does it, and the Son does the same. John, go to John chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, let me give you the verse. 
Thank you, Lord. John chapter 5, I think it's around verse 30, somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not 30, but it's, it's a little bit earlier. Yes, it's verse 19 and 20. Very instructive. This, this things pertaining to the kingdom. Then answered, I didn't hear you. Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but whatsoever he seeth the Father do, for whatsoever things soever, excuse me, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. What does this mean? Just was receiving daily instructions. There's not necessarily a vision. Because you, when you see C, you know, all of very wrong. You know, we, but you must understand this in the same way, it's the same words that are used when Jesus said, you are of your father the devil. And he said that you do the things that you have seen of your father. And I do the things I have seen of my father. Now, we know because all of us have been sinners at one time or the other. We know exactly what he means. When he says, you do what? You know, anger, for example, envy, jealousy, sin. How do you see? You don't see a vision. You know, it's a thought. A thought comes to your mind. Uh, go and do this. Commit adultery. Commit fornication. So he said, whatever you see with your father, you do the same. He said, whatever. So in the same way, Satan puts thoughts and feelings into our minds and into our bodies. God the Holy Spirit puts thoughts and feelings into the minds and the, and, and, and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what happened with the widow at Nain. You know, he had the thought, you know, and he had the feeling, the compassion. Then God said, go and do this. So he said, I don't, I don't just do things. Whatever, I, whatever prompting I get from the Holy Spirit, that's what I do. Verse 20. For the Father loveth. This is a great statement. And I want all of us, we're teaching things concerning the kingdom. How does this spirit without measure operate? Here it is. He said, For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. What is he saying? Because of the love that we have for God. That's the reason why God will show us things. If you want God to show you more things, I'm not talking about a vision now. I'm not talking about a dream. I'm just talking about God will show you through your thoughts and your feelings. He would let you know what he wants you to do. And then you just go ahead and do it and he will back it with his power. And that's what we have to learn to do. Again, interestingly, honey, look at it. The key is love. For the Father loveth the Son. And sure, in other words, if God doesn't love the Son, He won't show Him anything. Or let's put it this way the degree to which God loves you is the degree to which He will show you. But how do you love God? You see it in, in, in uh, uh, let, we're still in John, so let, let's go there. Look at John chapter 14. I could start with 13, but 14 is better. You know, 
This is the great, these are the things concerning the kingdom Jesus began to tell them. This was just before the resurrection. This was the night of, the, you know, of his arrest. Then he dies, he's raised again on, on Sunday. And then the next 40 days, he's te- these things I'm teaching you now, the same things he taught them, you know. And look at John chapter 14 and look at verse 20. Now he's telling us how to love God. If you want God to love you, and you want him to show you things, this is the MO, the modus operandi. This is how it operates. Verse uh, uh, 21, 22, and 23. He says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be what? Loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will what? Manifest myself. I will show you. I will show you when I want to raise the dead. I will show you when I want to heal the sick. I will show you when I want to cleanse lepers. I will show you, you know, when I want the blind to see and the deaf to hear and the lame to walk. I will show you. So, we're we're going to get back to 1 Corinthians 13. Love is key. If we want the key to this power is love. Verse 22. Verse 22. Pray for them up there. Verse 22. Judas. No, no, no. He's he's in chapter 5. Where is chapter 14? Pray for them up there. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. Jesus had, interestingly, Jesus had two Judases. He had two Simons. And he had two, you know, there, were, there was another, you know, of all his 12 apostles, you know, two of them, their name was Simon. Two of them, their name was Judas. And I think two of them, their name was Matthew. So something like that. You know, two, 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 six of them like that. You know, so there, was a, there were two Judases, but this one is not Iscariot. How is it that thou will manifest? Watch this. A great question. How is it that we will see what you want to do and not the world? Then he answered and said unto them, this is the key. I'm teaching you things pertaining unto the kingdom. He said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And we, my father, myself, the Holy Spirit, all three of us, we will come unto him and we will make our abode with him. We we, we 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 are going to be with him all the time. This will now fulfill John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you will and it will be done unto you. Because you will be doing everything in consultation with the three persons of the Godhead. The son does nothing of himself. This is clear. It is this level of sensitivity. This level of walking with God that God is teaching us, is taking us to. And the key to it is love. The more we love God, and keep God's word in our hearts, the better God can talk to us. The more things he will show us. He said, and he will show you great. You know, they were marveling because he healed a man who was blind and told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam in chapter 5. He said, you, you know, Olubi Johnson, 21st century translation. You ain't seen nothing yet. He said, he's going to show you greater things and you will marvel. You know, at the back of his mind, I'm sure he had raising up Lazarus, you know, before he said, yeah, uh, just healed somebody with the blind, and you people are marveling. He said, I'm sure greater works are coming. 
Everybody turn to your number and say, greater works are coming. Hallelujah. Now, the key is love. That's why this is something you should say, meditate upon, determine to practice, and practice daily. This 1 Corinthians 13, let's go back to the app now. Uh Uh, In our last lesson, we saw that, you know, I do good to all men, including myself. I said, you know, you should not, you should love yourself, but you should not be selfish. You should not be self-centered. You know, if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. That's why the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. God wants you, God loves you. So God wants you to love yourself, but he wants you to seek the good of others. Don't insist on your own rights or your own way, except when it concerns the vital will of God. And even then, do it with meekness and reverence. Never avoid strife like a plague. It's the key to power. You know, that's why I said the servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men. Apt to teach. This I'm quoting from Timothy. In meekness. Instructing those that oppose themselves. So even when you have to say it. When you have to. Even, you're not insisting on your order, But even when you have to. If it's a fundamental matter. And you have to do what is right. You still say the right thing. But you in meekness. And then you give them instruction from the word of God. If they don't listen to you it's okay. You, you, but you don't, don't fight. You avoid, avoid contention. Avoid quarreling. Avoid contentious words as much as possible. And if you ever find you quickly repent, you know, and change your attitude. Because you see, if, you, if, you're, if you're in strife, the Bible goes on to say in that Timothy, you know, you don't have to turn there, but just take my word from it. And you can go and check it after, this, after the service. He says, that are taken captive by him at his will. Once you open the door to strife, you open the door, Satan can walk in and walk out. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.